0: Welcome to the Women with Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey you, welcome back to the Women with Fire podcast. This is Sarah Allred. I get to be your host today and I am sitting across with someone that I am dying to be friends with. Like (laughs) I don't know her in the real life, but just being friends with her on Instagram stories back and forth, I'm like, oh, we must be friends. We need to be friends. So let me give you a little sneak peek of who she is. And gosh, talk about someone who just shares total joy and positivity and fabulous energy, whether it's one by one or through her amazing Instagram following. I just think she's the coolest. So. Let me give you a little heads up about her, and let's see if you can see who it is. So she is the executive of her home and business. She loves to chat on Instagram stories and find fun ways to share her light, which she does brilliantly. She is obsessed, in her own words, with teaching Relief Society to the women in her ward. She firmly believes that bringing chocolate to any meeting invites the spirit, which I am sure is doctrinal. I'm going to hunt. I'm going to hunt. That's doctrinal. (laughs) She has five kids, age five to 13, with her bonus bundle, number five, who arrived last summer. While doing all the things, she sneaks in time to run Lemony Stitch. Yes! Her platform is to bring light and joy to her audience through silliness and simple joys with her Joy with Julie subscription boxes and her flagship product, Lemony Stitch Fabric Washi. Okay. Okay julie avery is here (laughs)
1: hi friends oh my gosh i had to try not to talk during my own intro like i had to try to be quiet did you hear me like sneak in a little giggle i was like oh shoot be quiet
0: you interrupt me all you want because they're here to hear you not me ah
1: no i love to hear you talk about me
0: (laughs) no it's fine how i found you was through your fabric washi oh really (laughs) like okay the coolest thing ever <laughs> please tell I me love it like, <laughs> taking over the world has it did it do well at Christmas time Is it been amazing oh yeah totally that's definitely my flagship product
1: everyone loves the fabric wash sheets what like has launched me into doing all the things I really want to do that's my crafty side of my business and it's helped me kind of like springboard into everything else I want to do so I oh I super appreciate that side of my business so much
0: Oh man, just the coolest stuff, just cool stuff. And I'm like, anything that's in Buffalo plaid is coming to my house this year. Cause that's the cool thing and great stuff. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Buffalo me, plaid, all the things, <laughs> all the
0: things, all the things. Well, let me ask you this. I know that your mother <laughs> is at your house right now, watching your kids so that you can record this podcast. Is she the one that you have got your energy from? your positivity, oh. your silliness. Where does it come from?
1: <laughs> I'm glad that you asked that. That's so funny. My nurse, my best friend, but no, we do not have the same personality. <laughs> uh, we're both fun, but no, I think my silliness just, I think I was just born with it. It's just in me. It just like swells in there. I don't know. It's just me.
0: So if I were to ask her, she would say you were born this way.
1: Oh, for sure. Yes,
0: totally. Oh my gosh. And it's displayed In every element of your life, you're calling, you're mothering, your Instagram, everything. Like, (laughs) Uh, is this just because that's naturally you or do you get exhausted?
1: Oh, friend, we could talk forever about that one. (laughs) So I feel like this is where I would launch into a really important part of my story, which is that just, you know, a few years ago, I found myself in the biggest slump, and I felt a darkness that was out of character for me. I I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel bright. I didn't feel joyful. And that was something that was a huge part of my life. And then all of a sudden it was gone and I didn't know where it went and I couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, this is something I I feel that is my gift and my calling and how I show up in the world. And where did it go? Um, I felt feelings that were, yes. Is that okay? Yeah.
0: No, <laughs> this is why they are here because this was so fascinating to read about you and be like, okay. So she, I mean, you were like rocking and rolling and then something kind of hit and you were like, where has my light gone? So tell them this experience.
1: Okay. Okay. So I, I, I was a year into my business and I was loving it and I was obsessed with doing all the things. And I had two tiny little boys. Um, and then two older children, and one day my husband was out of town, and I found myself locked in my bathroom. I decided to lock myself in my bathroom, and I couldn't come out. It just wasn't going to happen. I found that I felt dark. I felt sad, and it, it was unrecognizable to, to me, and I was scared. I I didn't know what to do, and so, um, like I said, you know, I, I teach Relief Society, and the only thing I could think of was Okay. Well, I can't teach on Sunday. I have no light to share. I have nothing good inside uh-huh. me. There's no spirit in here. There's no happiness in here. There's there's nothing. It, it's gone. And and I was scared. And I didn't know what to do. And I and I sat in my bathroom. I said, Okay, what kind of person am I? Am I going to be right now? Am I going to ask for help? Is that's not my story. I don't ask for help. I don't. I don't need anyone. I can do hard things. I can do anything. My husband's out of town. I can do this. I'm good. But I decided I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And so it the drama is just silly. <laughs> Actually rehashing it. I just I kind of feel silly. But I decided to text my really side student, and I said, you know, I I can't teach on Sunday. So I, but I'm happy to help find a sub. And I left it at that. And she texted back and she said, Are you okay? Is there something I could do? Do you need my help? And I sat there in my empty bathtub, in my locked bedroom, with four kids downstairs by themselves. And I said, All right, what kind of person am I gonna be right now? Am I gonna ask for help? Am I that type of person, really? Am I that type of person? Or am I gonna, am I gonna do this on my own? And she texted me back and she said, I'm at your door, I'm at your front door. And I'm here to help. And will your kids open the door? And I said,
0: no, they won't open the door.
1: (laughs) Stranger danger, I told them no. (laughs) They know who you are. I hope
0: I've taught them right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, they know who you are, they, but you know, mom's not there. They're not going to open the door. And she said, I'm, I'm going to sit here on your porch and I'm going to wait until you feel like you can open the front door and until you feel like you can get out of your bathtub, I'm here for you. And that started, started a whirlwind. I have to say, um, I, I learned a lot of things. I learned that I have to ask for help and I, I had to even just that day practical. Um, I had to ask my sister to come watch my kids my really study president the first thing she started with she said hey let's get lunch even though i look like a freaking wreck <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously she said let's get lunch let's look up doctors together cuz you said you wanted to go see a therapist and and let, let me help you let me see how i can help you and and that's how that's how it started
0: so as you look back on that experience and i want you to keep talking about your therapy and the journey and i mean there are so there's such a much improved awareness of depression and mental health and those things. That I hope we can continue to champion. But what is so fascinating to me is, were you really thinking in that moment in the bathtub, were you really thinking, what kind of person am I going to be?
1: Yeah, I, I really, I sat there. I joke that I'm the most sane, insane person that I know. Like I'm totally insane, but I feel like I can like see that. And channel it and be like, okay, what's wrong with you? You're crazy. (laughs) Um, And and at the moment in the bathtub, I thought, okay, I want to run away. And I can't, I'm stuck. I'm stuck right here. So am I going to ask for help? What am I going to do? I don't know what to do.
0: I just love this so much because I would imagine that there are many of our listeners who maybe are on their fifth or sixth experience of locking themselves in the bathroom and feeling that way and feeling lost and and not knowing and that may be a really great tool for them to be able to sit there and think what kind of how long am i going to let this go on you know is my light really gone is my heavenly father really taking my light from me right now and what kind of person am i going to be bravery bravery, Julie. I just love, love, love that that is the kind of question that you can bring to a scenario like that. So I hope our (laughs) listeners, if that resonates with them, can say, what kind of a person am I going to be? And is my light really gone? So therapy happens. What was your, what's your experience been like?
1: Oh goodness. So I went to therapy every week for a year. Um, I hired a full-time nanny. That was really scary for me. I am a mompreneur, right? Um, I'm a mom and then I'm an entrepreneur. And, and for a minute, I decided to be team me. I, I decided to focus on me for, for a little while. And so I, I hired house cleaners. I mean, I did all the things. I got my husband on board and I decided um, right now for my business and for my personal life, this is what I'm going to do today. I just decided that I needed a little bit of time to refocus. Um, you can't cure those kinds of darknesses, you can't cure them. You have to learn to live with them and thrive and find slivers of light to, to sneak into your life so that can expand and that can grow. And where do we find the light? We find it from the savior. We find it from our heavenly father. We find it from others. And when I started my platform for Lemony Stitch, I realized I find it from the people that I interact with. And I didn't know that about my business. I didn't know that. I knew that I sold tape, you know? I knew that I sold, I know, I know. And actually I started by sewing banners. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, tape naturally happened. But I, I knew that I was crafty, you know? I joke with other people that my business, I sell my personality. Like the, I just bottle it up, it, you know, I box it up and I sell it. But I, I didn't realize that that other people are gonna give me the light that I need honestly, this business is for me <laughs> and, and it brings me light so I can in turn share that light with other people. That's really, truly what I do with Normandy stitch. And I, and I love it.
0: Oh, and you found so many unique ways to do it. And I have to say, I mean, this is going to sound kind of hokey when I was preparing, um, to teach my little ones to come follow me the very first lesson, right. About we are responsible for our own mm-hmm. learning. I had a moment of thinking of you. Um, as I was searching the <laughs> manual, this is so you. So one of the little sections of ideas for personal scripture study is that I need to know the truth um, for myself. And it says, perhaps, you know, people who never seem to lose their faith, no matter what happens in their lives, they may remind you of the five wise virgins in the Savior's parable. And it gives you the scriptures. What you may not see, this is what made me think of you. What you may not see are the diligent efforts to strengthen their testimonies of the truth. And I wrote a big list of the people that I feel like that is someone who I wouldn't tag as have having had such a dark, haunting experience. And, and yet I would I wouldn't I don't know your history as far as if you've wavered in your testimony or anything like that, but people that I probably have not seen the diligent effort behind the scenes that goes into their joy and that goes into their light and their family dynamic and their love and their platform and all those things. And I thought of you, I just thought, gosh, I can't wait to hear more about what diligent efforts you are making to be who you are because you are a dynamite.
1: Oh, bless you. Wow. Can we just chat every day? Let's do it. I'm there. Actually, just come to therapy with me and you can tell my therapist how amazing I am and then she can tell me how amazing I am. And, oh, I am there. I'm just kidding. Oh. I think everyone should pay someone to listen to them, by the way. Um, that's my little plug for therapy.
0: Yep. <laughs> so so do you think that that's true? Like, What are the diligent efforts? Therapy is clearly one. Second is yes. you saw a light as far as needing, uh, like a nanny to help mm-hmm. so that your kids could thrive. Like what were the diligent efforts that got you through that and that you currently have? Okay.
1: So for a season, that was my story, um, a nanny and things. And then after that, I decided, you know, what brought me the most joy was actually owning that I'm a mother first. That, that had, I, ha- I had to decide that my business is so important to me. And, and my, my motherhood and my spirituality are what I bring to the table. And so if I'm putting that second in my life, I, I'm not bringing that to the table in my business. And so I learned how to thrive as a mother and then how to share that with my platform. I think of my whole life as my ministry. It's so funny, this new ministry and kick. And, and I have Christian friends that have been talking about their ministry in their business for years. And as my mentors, they are teaching me that your story is how you show up in your business. So keep being a mom, keep being the spiritual person that you are, and then bring that to the table in your business because that's what you have to share. That's what your ministry is, Julie. I can't even tell you how many times I'd be chatting with a girlfriend and a mentor. I like to call them my mentors, but really they're my Instagram friends that I turned into my best friends. Just how it goes. And they'd tell me, hey, your story is why you do your box. I had no idea that you were truly seeking joy in your life because that was something you struggled with. They didn't know that my, my followers don't know that I had a time in my life when joy couldn't be found. And sometimes that's the case. You can't find the joy, your circumstance or what, what the Lord has given you is something that you can't handle, but he knows you can. And I had to learn that I had to choose the joy. That's why I call my box so silly, but that's why I call it Joy with Julie, because I want people to know that joy is a choice. And I send them something silly in the mail so they can feel this happiness for just a minute and then spread that to anyone they can find, their work, their home. And honestly, I just... I am obsessed with this work, and I try to sneak in fun quotes from the general authorities. <laughs> so sneaky. <laughs> All you have to do is drop the middle initial, and then it no longer looks like a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints quote.
0: <laughs> Business tip of the day, drop the middle initial. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Well, it's just, it's just so amazing because one of the other people that is obsessed with the idea of joy, um, and brilliant at it is Hillary Weeks, who we interviewed a couple of seasons ago and her, I mean, I see you sigh, which means we've both listened to her. Oh,
1: not a sigh. That was a, Oh, I love her. (laughs) That was my first concert that I went to actually in a tiny little venue. I went with my mom. That was my very first concert.
0: Oh my word. Shout out to Hillary Weeks for changing yes! all of us. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and she she is similar to you that that she believes joy, joy is a choice. She calls it kind of a skill. And that she feels, because her music is clearly very positive, very pick me up. How do you get out of darkness? You know, how do you make life happier? How do you spread light? All those kinds of things. I love that you believe that joy is a choice and hashtag Hillary Weeks agrees with you. And She gives us wonderful tips on how she has studied happiness and actions that she has taken to kind of choose happiness or learn about happiness or hone that skill. What would you say to our listeners who are just dying to bottle up the joy you have and are wanting to choose joy? They're wanting to choose it, but maybe they feel like they've been told that they're just a pessimistic person that's their personality or that's who they are, or this is just a downward period of life or whatever, where do they start with choosing joy?
1: I love, I love the way that you phrase that question. I, I have the funniest, silliest way that you start. And it's, this is legit. This is straight up. I want everyone listening to start do this right now while we're on this podcast. I want you to Look towards the light, literally look for some light source, lift up your eyebrows and smile. Girlfriend, these eyebrows, eyebrows are powerful. I promise you that's why there's such an eyebrow movement, bigger, better, thicker, because they're powerful beings. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Lift up your eyebrows and look towards the light and smile. And I promise opening up your face does wonders for your spirit. I know that we say um, spiritually, we need to let light in. I promise you in person, facing the light, literally brings joy to your heart. And then look for someone that, that you want to seep the joy from. Come on, girlfriend, I'll give it to you. Come to Instagram and we can chat and I'll make you laugh. That's the point of my brand. It's just to be silly. But also there's, you know, if you want to find joy, you also, you need to look for it in the places to find joy. If you want to find sadness and hard times, you'll find it. They are everywhere it's everywhere and and friend it's in my life too in my life every single day uh, actually i uh i almost said no to your podcast actually because i'm going through a hard time right now and things that are out of my control you know and i learned as a teacher after that first experience where i said that i can't teach that lesson that sunday and i had to reach out for help i learned after that first experience that in my trials when i'm struggling that that's when I have the most to give. If I'm willing to just open a tiny bit and let a little bit of light in, and the, the Savior works in my heart, and I ask for help, that's when I have the most to give. And then when I give, the light spreads, and it opens my heart, and it brings me more joy. That's where you find the joy, when you're struggling and you reach out anyway. Sometimes you're gonna find times when you have nothing to give. Or when all you do is when you talk to someone, and all you're doing is crying. <laughs> Story of my life, I was a little worried about that today. (laughs) Um, But that's when you have something to share, when you're in the depths of the struggle.
0: This is incredible. I did not expect that to be your answer, like, at all. Sometimes answers can be predictable, right? And that is not at all the ballpark I was thinking you were going to go. And what a fascinating principle that, that not only... Do you have something to offer when things are really hard? You probably have your most to offer when things are really hard. And what courage, again, ask yourself the Julie Avery question, what kind of person do I want to be right now? What kind of person do I want to be? Love it. I absolutely love it. Let's just take a little break because we want to give you access to our most requested bonus episodes straight to your inbox. We have never shared these episodes before digitally. Michelle's famous talk, God is speaking to you. Do you hear him? And guess what? You also get Sarah's crucial talk called Satan is at the White. I'm just telling you, these are very good. (laughs) <laughs> they are huge resources to give you a vision and confidence in making decisions with the Lord, which is what we're trying to do, right? Grab the bonus episodes now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Now back to the podcast. So tell me a little bit about The background, because one of the the coolest things you do is the Joy with Julie subscription boxes, right? I mean, pretty darn cool. Tell (laughs) people what they are, just technically tell them what they are so that they know what we're talking about. And how in the world did you come up with this and what, what have you seen happen because of it?
1: Oh goodness. Okay. So the box is literally a box (laughs) that I (laughs) ship and I, and I just ship fun little things in there. There's, there's my flagship flagship product, fabric washi, there's stick. The quotes are my baby in the box. I send quotes to people and uh, you know, I have to tell you on this steps out of the technical. Sometimes I'm researching quotes and I remember conversations I've had with followers that I know are subscribers. And I think, Oh man, And I'm not going to name drop, but I think she could really use this quote. I know it. And, and I have experiences like that throughout my business all the time, or I I felt prompted to share something on my Instagram stories and I'm like, Oh girl, that's kind of personal. And I'm like, Nope, you know what? That's important today. And I put myself out there day in and day out and we all do as entrepreneurs, do we not? And as mothers (laughs) and. Yeah. So anyways, back to the technical, I just ship these fun boxes and there's these little gifts in there. There's always candy. And in the winter, I love to ship chocolate (laughs) and I just ship boxes to people. That's what I do. And I curate them with my team. I have a sister assistant and then I have a sister designer and we work together and we curate
0: these boxes. What do your kids think of this? I mean, is it all, does it take over your house or have you got this all organized and ready to go?
1: Oh, I'm not organized.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no joy in that.
1: <laughs> there might be a reason why we're doing a podcast um, and I'm in my bedroom and not my office. My office stresses me out. <laughs> um, no, there is about one week a month where we're shipping boxes and, and I set up several folding tables and it takes up my life. And, and I think my kids are really proud of it, actually. I think that they think it's really cool. And my eldest is 13 and my princess, she's 10. And I think she thinks I'm pretty cool. She'll never say it, but I think she thinks that my business is cool. I try to sucker them into helping me. They won't.
0: They won't. (laughs) They're they're going to leave it all for you. How nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So as you look back, I mean, you've got these subscription boxes rocking and then the the fabric washi that I am like obsessed with because that's how I found you, all those things. (laughs) And you clearly have had your own challenges. When you look back, you said it was a year ago. You've been going to therapy for about a year. Oh, I went
1: to therapy for a year. The, the, the bathtub event was three years ago. It was a year into my business. Yeah.
0: Okay. So now that you look through three, for, from three years ago, the mother and specifically the woman of God that you were three years ago, comparatively to the Julie sitting across from me on the women with fire podcast today, how are you different?
1: I learned I can do hard things. I didn't know that. I didn't know that about myself. Um, People tell you that they say you can do anything. And they say that the Lord doesn't give you anything you can't handle. But you know what they don't tell you is you can't, you can do hard things with your team. And you have to think about who's on your team. For me, it's my savior and my God. It's my husband. It's my kids. It's my mentors, it's my friends, it's my ministry around me. I can do hard things with my team. Oh, and my therapist. (laughs) I can do hard things with my team. And and that's, that's the biggest difference between Julie three years ago and Julie today is I learned to ask for help and I learned that I do it and everything's gonna be fine when I involve my team, when I'm open, when I shed light on my struggles. Shedding light on your struggles is the best way to start. Sometimes that conversation is with your significant other, or sometimes it's in prayer if that's the first place for you to start, and it should always end there as well. Sometimes it starts with, I'm struggling,
0: and I don't know why, and I need help. Wow. So tell me this then. One of the things that we run into, so Michelle and I, we mentor a lot of beginning entrepreneurs, right? I mean, that's what we do. It's business infused with the gospel. That's what it is that we do, and often one of the greatest fears is that their work is incredibly personal. They, they may be sharing, they may be doing, you know, mom hack kind of things, they may be selling a product that they have poured their life savings into, and manufacturing and all, I mean, you know the whole gamut. There, it is easier yeah. to hide it all under a bushel and just not do it, right? And many of them prior to launch, in fact, I would say most of them, we get a phone call (laughs) right before something launches or a big step is taken. (laughs) And they are so scared about putting things out there that are so personal. And sometimes these are products. These are not like you sharing your journey with depression and that you're struggling even right now as we're recording. Um, How have you gotten past... I don't want to say the trolls of the internet or whatever, but it's a reality of business that it's not all peachy. It's not. It's not, right? And so how how do you get the courage to jump and do it and put it out there?
1: Okay. So I have this unnatural confidence that's really, honestly, I, I, I'm a plus-size mama that lives in Provo, Utah. <laughs> Where on earth? Did my confidence come from, girlfriend? I have no idea, but I love what Brene Brown says. She's like, other people's opinion is none of your business. It's so true. Just get out there, say what you want to say, do what you want to do, put on your blinders, and the people who are attracted to you and your um, your light and attracted to your personality, they're the ones that are going to come. Everyone else, ignore them. They come, but ignore them. Swipe.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I want to live in Provo because I think you're the best. <laughs> this is amazing. So just swipe, people, swipe. So that's I mean, if you want to find me, I'm always at Days Market. <laughs> Well that I mean that is really gutsy and I I think me myself I'm like I want to have that unnatural confidence too. I want to I want to boost that and just be fearless in putting things out there. So it's real. It's real. Your fearlessness is real. This isn't you fighting against fear.
1: Oh yeah. I everyone loves me, right? And I know that sounds so cocky, right? But I'm I'm telling you that anyone that doesn't they're not in my world, you know. If you don't want to be a part of this world, that's fine. But I love me, and I assume everyone else does too. I, <laughs> I love joke it. with my sister that that um, well uh, initiating phone calls for some people is hard, and I'm like, no, I just assume if they don't answer, they're busy. Everyone loves me. Everyone wants to take my call. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just part of me. It's just who I am.
0: And is this something that that prior to even three years ago, the bathtub incident, that you still? that's what was lost at that point. Cause you'd had it yeah. before, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I met my husband, first time I saw him, I said to my girlfriend, I'm going to make him mine. And and it started then. Oh. I mean, girlfriend, and I was always confident um, and he's seven years older than me. And my friend was like, he's really old, Julie. <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, it's always been there. And so that's why three years ago, it, when it got lost and I felt this darkness now, I I always thought of depression as, oh, well, I don't like myself. That's what depression is. Depression is self-loathing. And I didn't know that depression can also be, there's so many different types. Depression can also be just a darkness that you feel inside. You, You have more sad days than happy days. And I know those all sound like buzzwords, but friend, if you're down, if you can't function because all you can think about are the hard things, that's... That, that's something you need to address. That if you can't share your light because you can't feel it inside your body, I literally felt an anger inside my body that I couldn't control. And that was something I had never seen in myself before. And it's something that I live with now. Is it gone? No. But you practice the joy. You, you literally open your face and your eyes to things that bring you joy. Slowly that joy becomes a habit. And it becomes something that you live for every single day. Yes. You read your scriptures and you pray and you, you do as much service in the world as you can. And that's what my business is for me. Sometimes I do feel like I'm running a charity. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that's what you do to bring the light into your life. So you can practice the joy and it becomes a habit.
0: Do you feel like it was a life event that triggered your depression or do you feel like you slipped into it?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. And, and, um, I will overshare if I address it. (laughs) Um, But I, I have had numerous events in my life that started making me feel down and sad
0: Mm.
1: and out of control. And you know, the flight or or fight or flight. I, I literally felt like I needed to flee things out of my control, things in my control, and and I, I, it slowly did creep in. Yes. Um having babies doesn't help. They slowly take pieces of your brain. I promise yes. you. <laughs> yes. I have five babies.
0: <laughs> You've got women with earbuds in all nodding. Yep. I've got <laughs> my brain taken. Well that that's that's beautiful. And I, I don't want to make your whole story about um depression. You're just such a victor. You are such a victor. And I also love that you say it's still there. Like this Yeah,
1: friends, you can't you live with it. You live with it. It, it, it is not something you are going to get rid of. I'm sorry. It, it there is postpartum depression that's different and and that could potentially be temporary. But me, I have a family history of it and, and I, and it was going to happen. And, and sadly it's happening to some of my children and I'm, and I'm watching them and I'm going to teach them that they can, they're going to live with it. They're going to thrive and they're going to make it work for them. I have depression but I am the most joyful person I know. Wow. That sounds really cocky. See, I told you I have a confidence that's really unnatural, (laughs) but
0: (laughs) this is, this is your reality. You, you can honestly, this is a victor's mentality. This is not an arrogant mentality. This is a victor's mentality. And I think many times Just as we, the reason we read our scriptures is because we're seeking for victors who are on the other end of things that we've experienced. Oh, I just love it. Julie, you're so great.
1: Some of the best messages I've ever received are women who say, Julie, I hear your voice in my head. I hear you say, you can do hard things and it's going to be okay. And sometimes I, I, those are life for me. I want to teach everyone I know that they can do hard things with their team and they can try and try and try again and search for joy and light. And you can do it. Even like I said earlier, even if the only thing you could think of is the hard things in your life, you can do it. You got this. It's fine. Oh, Everything's going to be fine. I want you to hear my voice every
0: We're going to upload a a little soundbite of just Julie saying, you can do hard things that you can just play over and over because that's going to be great.
1: (laughs) I say it in an embarrassing amount of times on my Instagram, so just tune in because I say it like a million times.
0: (laughs) I love, you've got your message totally clear, totally clear, and I think that's what makes it resonate and soar. Just sore. Well, our listeners are spoiled, rotten that they got to hear from you today. Just spoiled. (laughs) And hearing now that there was almost a no, I can't do this podcast, I am even more grateful that you would carve this out for us because there is no doubt we've got tens of thousands of listeners who heaven hope that we hit at least one that really needs you and your voice who hasn't come across it yet. And I just appreciate your candor and I appreciate your joy. I just, like I said, I'm like, I found you through the, the washi fabric tape and now I just am obsessed with like, I just want to bottle what she has. This is so amazing. (laughs) So I'm so grateful for your example. I feel like I'm glad I'm on the same team as you, um, working for the Lord and everything. So thank you so much for joining us for the women with fire podcast. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the women with fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at the women with Fire, or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.